sommelier never drinks the same bottle and cannot drink always the same bottle of wine because uh, they have to keep on uh, uh, studying, keep on discovering new wine, keep on uh, tasting new wines. Hey guys, welcome to the Wine, Whiskey and Beach Show. This is your host, Sid Patel. Today, I will be chatting with the head sommelier of a Michelin star restaurant, which is also part of the Gordon Ramsay restaurant group. His name is Antonio Palmarini, and we discuss the business of sommeliers and how you can sell more wine. Now, just before you dive into the podcast, I have a very special announcement to make. Sommelier's Choice Awards USA has launched top 100 on-premise wines list. That list is out. So if you're looking to add new wines to your restaurant, or looking for wine by glass programs, I highly recommend you to go and check out the top 100 on-premise wines. These products are ready for the restaurant business and understand how to support you. So go to t100wines.com and check this winning wines out. Let's dive right into the podcast now. Uh, so Antonio, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Hi, Sid. Super. So thanks again uh, for taking the time out. Antonio is based in London, guys. So Antonio, could you please uh, give me a brief uh, about, you know, yourself and uh, your experience, please, for the audience? Uh, yes, of course. Um, yes, I'm coming from Italy. I'm Italian. And in uh, around 2008, I started to study uh, wine in the Association Italian Sommelier, the, um, the main school of uh, of wine of Italy, but then I moved to London in 2010, where I started to study for the WSCT, um, reaching uh, the level three awards on uh, wine and also on sake, and almost uh, finished the uh, diploma by now. Uh, I've been working as a sommelier since 2011, and uh, yes, I worked in uh, different star Michelin like uh, Hakkasan. Uh, City Social, and uh, the the latest was uh, Petrus of uh, Gordon Ramsay, which I worked there since the middle of January. And now I moved uh, out from the restaurant business. I wanted to to get this challenge in a little wine shop merchant. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm the buyer there. I'm the wine buyer, so. It's a good challenge, I think. Uh, it's a big swap and a change of lifestyle as well. Fantastic. I think, uh, so what we want to do, Antonio, is, you know, bring some value for the sommelier community, especially the sommeliers who are trying, you know, to improve their wine sales in the restaurant. And especially, you know, working with a firm like Gordon Ramsay, I'm sure, you know, you guys have some nice processes and some some ways uh, you can share. So I just wanted to start with uh, wine menu planning, right? Like what can be some tips that you can give on what an ideal wine menu uh, should look like, which can fulfill the criteria of uh, profitability? Uh, yes, I mean, the diversity uh, should be the key of uh, any wine list. Uh, um, especially in London, you need more uh, classics like uh, uh, red and white burgundy and red Bordeaux probably has to be the focus of various uh, Cru uh, Classé, uh, for example, from Bordeaux, uh, which uh, the diversity also should be on prices, so it should uh, um, be should be easy to upsell uh, when you have uh, many wines of them. But not only Bordeaux and Burgundy. I mean, Italy is a 
it's a country which is very diverse and uh, I like to to go from uh, north to south Italy in terms of uh, white and red wines but um, Spain as well uh, but also styles for example uh, I think every wine list should have at least a few uh, orange wine or vin June from Dura, uh, something which are uh, discovery wine, let's call them like this, um, which has got some mostly retelling behind and some uh, you can educate the customer with uh, with um, these kind of styles, which are... Uh, something to known. talk about, I guess, right? Like something yes. you can just talk about to the customer. Exactly, yes. Uh-huh. What about like the, the design part of it? Like how any tips on designing a wine menu? How many pages? Like you don't want to go so long or have a clear font or any, any lessons you've learned there? But once uh, once uh, the sommelier is uh, in the restaurant, even if it is very large as a wine list, uh, uh, is kind of better because you... Uh, confuse kind of more the customer and uh, once it's confused I'll suggest it to you and then uh, is where the sommelier start to, to play his role of uh, of upselling and on uh, uh, and on suggesting you know so um, I will also start with uh, Red Bordeaux I mean yeah Red Bordeaux I will start uh, then following by Burgundy um and then following all the all the rest of France uh, and then again Italy uh, Spain and then the, all the new world which uh, I love new world wines but unfortunately here in England at the moment uh doesn't go much uh, new generation uh, uh drinking new world uh, but uh, in Petrus especially I used to have uh traditional crowd which uh, they actually were requiring a lot of Bordeaux and Burgundy uh, but yeah I mean uh, uh, what's, have, what's still uh, selling most uh, I guess in London what, what's your take on you know is in whites like is Chardonnay or Pinot Grigio the number one seller uh, the number one seller is probably as a white uh, Probably the Sauvignon Blanc or Chardonnay. They, I think, they okay. are the mainly. Uh, and I guess from New Zealand, uh, the Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay uh, also, from California? Also from, also from New Zealand, but if they want to go a bit more premium, they go back to Sancerre, Puy Fumé, uh, or Loire in general. Um, and there is also the Sauvignon Blanc, which are quite good, like in uh, Alto Adige or Friuli in Italy, which are... Uh, standing with different styles so that's why i was talking about diversity uh once uh, a guest uh, a customer asks for a for a certain great variety you should uh, explain what you have uh, the differences uh, and then let them choose and let them enjoy the wine as a red wine uh, probably yeah the cabernet goes mostly uh cabernet yeah uh, Cabernet Merlot, yeah, Bordeaux blend, Bordeaux variety. Yeah, got it. So I think, uh, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not an expert, but what I would do if, if for example, at least for the Chardonnay and uh, Cabernet, I would keep like two, three price points instead of just one skew. Is that what you guys normally do? Like have a lower, a medium, and a higher for the best yeah, selling well, when, styles? Yeah, when I go, when I go there in the, in the table to talk. Uh, 
uh, and uh, try to sell some wine, I always suggest three wines. As you said, very good. Uh, one which uh, starts from the probably the 80 pounds range. Uh, and then uh, double up. Then depend of uh, the crowd that you have. In Petrusa, I used to also go up to five, six hundred pounds wine to suggest. But depend who you have in front of you. You have to kind of uh, read uh, the the customer, uh, read also the body language as so, well. So let, let's let's just pause there. Like, how do you read? I mean, their body language. Like, how do you know? Like, they that you see their uh, you know, like education level, like they already know, and then you reverse engineer. What's some signals? Um, if uh, a customer knows something about wine and they dr- and they drink uh, uh, big bottles, kind of uh, they let you understand if they do. Uh, like uh, they generally they say, "Ah, look, uh, uh, last week, last month, I drank this wine, which." you then know how much is the price, more or less. So you back suggesting directly something of around the price or even more. Um, otherwise, uh, if uh, they don't show uh, this kind of knowledge uh, and you start to suggest uh, a wine uh, around under a pound, you can see, for example, if it is a bit tense, uh, um, a bit nervous, uh, so probably you have to go down in price. But if you see overconfidence, so you can go up in the in the next suggestion. So you know, yeah, yeah, it's kind of uh, reading the uh, the psychology of the of, of your customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. And then and then you. Uh... Uh, what about the taste, or what kind of questions do you ask uh, to uh, to know that they like they are more of a cab or more of a uh, yeah, more low well, drinker? Well, which kind of wine do you usually drink? That is my uh, general question. Uh, so I, uh, I I start to understand what the what what is the style because even if uh, they say yeah I usually drink Sauvignon Blanc, uh, so from there I start to say okay Sauvignon Blanc. Would you like to go today with a Sauvignon Blanc, which I've got so many, or would you like to try something different of the same style? So you go stylistically similar wines, which are also not Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, I group uh, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, for example, in the same group of Albarino, Gruner Veltliner, uh, Riesling sometimes, because the acidity is so high in this great variety. And um, so I try to suggest something different if they want something different. Otherwise, if they want to stick with uh, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, I suggest what I have and explain the different styles and uh, country of provenance, which uh, I have it in the list. Got it, got it. Tell me one thing, Antonio. I mean, normally when I go in a restaurant and order a food, right? Like if I'm uh, eating something, I would like do a body signal acknowledging, let's say, my wife that, oh, this this lamb shack is good. Is there a way you guys also check once they have their first sip that just to see their body language, do they enjoy that sip? Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, generally... Generally, Just so you know that you 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 did a good recommendation or not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I come after I let them taste uh, 
uh, if they don't say anything, I let them uh, a bit enjoy the wine, and, uh, let the wine breathe, because sometimes, uh, I mean, depending on the wine that you open, has to breathe a bit, so my improve in 10-15 minutes. Then I come back uh, topping up. When, once the, the bottle is around in the middle, uh, I start to ask, so how it is the wine? How it is the wine with your food as well? So I don't really like to ask in the beginning unless they don't say, look, I don't like it, it's not my style. Uh, so, okay, so okay. But I like to ask in the middle because uh, um, in the beginning, the, the palate in the first sip has to a bit adjust of the wine itself. Um, for example, if, if it is the first wine of the day that you are sipping, uh, if it is white, the acidity, you feel it... Uh, super high and then uh, after two three sips uh, start to you know to adjust the palate of the wine so i don't really like to ask in the beginning how actually is the wine i like to uh let them drink half bottle before asking so they have more clear idea yeah so uh let, let's go into uh, the staff training right uh yeah what do you look for when you are hiring a sommelier and then we can go back to the training but what's what's a some important skill set that you are you guys look when you hire a new sommelier uh yeah when i hire a sommelier uh, i mean i would like to to know his knowledge because sometimes uh the awards of uh, schools uh, are not everything you know um is something which can help to 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 get hired but not only because uh, you have to see actually how he sell uh, a bottle of wine how he hacked uh, uh, into the restaurant uh, how uh, you know which kind of experience has um with wines in general uh which kind of uh, wine they drink because i think that uh, Sommelier never drinks the same bottle and cannot drink always the same bottle of wine because uh, they have to keep on uh, uh, studying, keep on discovering new wine, keep on uh, tasting new wines. So already if a sommelier comes for an interview and say, and I ask which kind of wine do you usually drink, and they say, nah, I drink only Nebbiolo, for example. <laughs> So just already tells me something that uh, probably doesn't want to really improve. Uh, uh, so, you know, this kind of thing. You might have, like me and like everybody, can have uh, the favorite grape variety, the favorite wine, obviously. But as a sommelier, I think you should uh, always uh, keep on improving uh, your uh, testing buds, testing new wines different grape variety, different provenance, different styles. Uh, it's a never-stop uh, job. So what I like uh, from a sommelier that I have to hire is this, uh, the want of improving his knowledge. Got it. The curiosity, basically. You know, he should be very interested in learning, everyday improving, uh, knowledge, service. Yeah, then of, of course also the service. I mean, uh, when you work in a star Michelin restaurant, uh, uh, the things are not easy like you think because uh, you are uh, working under uh, a very uh, high stress and 
and you have to deliver excellent service. So always, always smiling, always kind, uh, always calm, even if you are uh, super stressed, you don't have to show. So, you know, it's a mix of things, mix of things that uh, bring me to, to hire uh, a person rather than another one. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So, what, 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 how many like you know sommeliers normally uh, you had in your ra- last restaurant? Let's say in Petros, you know how many uh, people in were the there? Last like four to five. I used to have uh, below me. Uh, I used to have it three. Uh, but be, be, before uh, Petrus, I used to work in uh, Sushi Samba in Dake Watsol as a head sommelier. And uh, there I used to have uh, eight sommeliers b- b- below me. So was a big group of sommeliers uh, uh, split in two different restaurants, Dake Watsol and Sushi Samba. Uh, with uh, two different wine lists. Uh, there was very challenging, yeah. And so did you do your weekly meetings with them or and daily uh, little huddles? Uh, yeah, meeting was uh, constantly made uh, every week, yes. What did you uh, cover? Uh, I covered uh, how was the week, how was the sales, uh, uh, if they had uh, any problem with customer or any problem between them or with the other part of the staff. Uh, if uh, we, how c- could we improve something? Uh, if they lack of, uh, um, I don't know, a knowledge of uh, uh, Tuscan wine, for example, for instance, so we can we could organize, uh, we could discuss during the meeting and organize perhaps a tasting together or invite some supplier to do some. Uh, um some testing with them so yeah this kind of things uh, just uh, about improvement just going deeper into uh this antonio what kind of customer problems uh let's say someone would come up with like sommeliers would say i had this this person uh taste this and you know they said this is not shiraz but it was shiraz or those, that kind of problem or like can you give me some examples uh, sometimes happen that you give uh, a wine from a specific region and uh, but for example is a bit more modern in style so a bit more oak rather than old oak for example and the people doesn't expect that so yeah they might complain for this say look this doesn't taste like a Chianti for example or doesn't taste like a Barolo but the, the thing is uh, um, I do kind of mea culpa when it's like this. Probably I didn't express myself very well because uh, when you sell, uh, let's come back to Barolo, for example, there are kind of two styles, the modern style, the traditional style. And uh, if uh, they expect a traditional style, so more, more old oak, more mushroomy, more earthy, uh, more nutty, and I give uh, a Barolo, which is a modern style, a lot of vanilla, flowers, and so fruity. Yeah, probably they might complain, and they are also right. But it's all about how you express yourself, how you describe the wine. And, um, and so, yeah, it's all about knowledge. Knowledge is, uh, is the key. And, uh, sure. Do, do you guys discuss... Yep, not only the knowledge, sorry, not only the knowledge, but is how you 
teach the customer because in that moment you have a couple of minutes to understand what they want and uh, suggest what they would like and uh, let them understand that this one which you are giving or you are suggesting is that kind of style. So, so once you know how to teach in that few minutes that you have a lot of things to say about the wine, but you have just short time, sometimes uh, the difficulty is there. But yeah, it's all about uh, how you teach as well. Yeah. Sure, sure. So uh, for the wine programs, right? Like you, you said that you know uh, the sales. I mean, it's it's also an important KPI. Uh, how how can sommeliers increase their wine sales? Like one is for sure upselling and you know hand selling and converting more customers to drink wine. Any other uh, areas like marketing wise, you can you can put positioning or the marketing. Like, uh, what am I doing now? Is uh, by I'm, now I'm talking probably in, in, uh, about the wine shop. Now I'm sponsoring wine events in Edinburgh, in social media, uh, um, um, newsletter, uh, this kind of stuff. Time out as well uh, to to sponsor wine events to bring uh, people in. But when you work in a restaurant like Gordon Ramsay, you don't need to do anything. I mean, customer comes. Uh, is a big group, so they have the uh, department of marketing that which they think about it. So it's more uh, uh, it's more easy in a way when you work in a big group because. Uh, got it. Got it. There is other I think group. I think one of the uh, important thing which I wanted to bring some value here is let's say there is a customer, uh, you know, there is this table and they uh, call a waiter, right? And they just say, all right, uh, we'll have this in appetizer and this in main course. But they haven't placed their wine order or any beverage order. Uh, what what would you tell them? Like any, anything to drink or you guys don't want to drink or how do you, would you approach I, I always, uh, if they order wine to a waiter, what I do, I always go back to the customer, introduce myself, I am there, I'm the sommelier, and uh, I just got the order from my colleague. I would like just to make sure uh, this is the right order. And also, uh, perhaps uh, asking, uh, is this the wine? Are you familiar with those wines? Because sometimes uh, customers pick uh, uh, wines kind of randomly. Uh, like, for example, uh, I had a Pinot Grigio orange, orange wine. And, uh, and I had to complain in the beginning because they were ordering from the waiter. The waiter used to say to my sommelier, my sommelier, just go to the fridge, take, open and give it. And then the customer realized, ah, but this is not the Pinot Grigio I want. Uh, so the, the key is to always go back and speak to the customer. If they are familiar with that kind of wine and, uh, Explain the wines. I mean, it's, it's orange, obviously. Mm-hmm. You have to, so you, you guys, uh, I mean, you're talking about little high-end restaurants here, right? So I assume you first place the wine menu, and then after they're done with the beverage order, you bring the food menu, or everything is placed at once? Uh, no, because in the, I mean, every restaurant works different. Uh, when you go in, but uh, is that a good tactic? Like, do you think what I just said can be a good tactic? Uh, yeah, I mean, I used to do like uh, approaching the customer, uh, asking for aperitifs, 
uh, asking for water, asking for allergy as a sommelier, and then uh, handle the wine list. Say, look, if you have any problem, any issue, you require some help, uh, my name is Antonio, call me anytime, I'll be around for you. So make them comfi- comfortable, and then the waiter will um, will approach the the table later uh, with the, with the with the food menu. Uh, some customer doesn't want to even open the wine list because they say, okay, I want to decide first the food, uh, but not not all of them because me personally, I prefer to to check the wine list before. Of course, it's so, in, the, in the fish restaurant. So if someone's not ordering, uh, do you even go and ask them that, hey, uh, do you, we have this special wine by glass if you wanted to try, or you just don't interrupt there? If they just did not order any beverage, what do you do? Uh, but yeah, I can suggest also by the glass if they want something to start with, perhaps uh, some champagne as an aperitif. Uh, this is what I ask uh, every time. Uh, if they want to start with a glass of champagne, if they say yes, okay, I've got uh, uh, this, this, and that. I've got the rosé, I've got the blanc de blanc, for example, explaining what I have. Um, while I'm explaining, I would like also to to show the price to the customer. So while I'm talking, I open the wine list and I point the price because I don't want any disappointment. Um, so uh, I suggest by the glass, uh, yeah, mainly when a uh, customer doesn't want to drink much or, the, or they are uh, by themselves uh, or they want uh, a nice big red, but he wants to start with a glass of white wine. So, okay, I, I suggest by the glass. You know, it all depends on what the customer uh, needs, uh, what the customer wants as well. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think, uh, Antonio, appreciate your you know intake here. Uh, just uh, some ending uh, tips here for the sommeliers. Uh, if you have any things to tell them uh, on how they can improve, you know, their game yeah, and to, sell. To, as I mentioned a bit before, to never stop uh, tasting wine. Uh, to taste every time different wine, different vintages of the same wine, and take uh, notes of of the wines because you can't remember all the wines you taste in your lifetime so uh, what i use uh, and i suggest to use uh, application like for example divino or stuff where you can record your tasting notes and how it was and uh, score the wine and once uh, you taste it is recorded there even if you meet the same wine of the same vintage, but 10 years later, uh, and you're going to score again, you say, ah, look, 10 years ago, uh, it was the, like this. So it's fascinating, but also helps you to understand the development of the wine, uh, helps you to, to learn. Of course, also studying uh, on books uh, is, uh, is the key as well. Uh, different books, different writers, uh, I quite like uh, James C. Robinson, um, Old Clark as well. I mean, uh, to read, read and taste wine. Yeah, that is my suggestion. Hey guys, so that was Antonio Palmarini. 
So what we can take from here is he was big into knowledge. Uh, just try and learn as much as you can. Try and taste as much as you can. And that will somehow somewhere help you. Thanks and have a great day.